these days we're doing a lot of important things virtually. And that includes an important moment tomorrow that would have been an in-person gathering. Instead, it's going to be done via Zoom, a Transgender Day of Remembrance. And to tell us more about it, Jonna Cooley is here with us from the Phoenix Center. Jonna, as always, welcome to the program. Great to have you here. Thanks, Jim. Uh, before we get into the details about tomorrow's event and talk about how people can access it, uh, I want to make sure everybody's on the same page and we're all using and understanding the same terminology because I, I think there's still uh, confusion out there, intentionally or unintentionally. People uh, just don't really necessarily always understand what we mean when we talk about transgender individuals. So, so can you define the term for us? Sure. Um a transgender individual is uh, a person who, who's biologically, whose biological sex, the sex that they were given or identified at birth, is different than their gender identity. So you may have a person who is biologically male, who uh, whose gender identity is female, and that person would be considered transgender. Um, whereas the majority of the population. Um, the, the birth that we're given uh, or the, the gender that we're given at birth and our sexual orientation, I'm sorry, our, our gender identity and our biological sex are the same. And so we don't really think about that. But for, for 1% of the population or so, um, those things are, are not congruent. And um, so that's what being transgender means. And, you know, we have learned so much more about human sexuality, both the, the physical and, and the mental components of it. We have a much more sophisticated understanding of this. But there's still a lot of people out there who don't really think this is a, a real thing, that uh, somebody who, mm-hmm. uh, who identifies differently from their biological sex is just making it up, or this is just something they're doing for uh, attention, what have you. Uh, you know, I... I I I know this isn't the easiest thing, but can, you know, can you sort of you know explain again, uh, just a little bit of you know the the research that the psycho that this is in fact real. Yeah, it's definitely real. Um, you know, I have uh, a lot of people that I train over the years, and a lot of times people will say, you know, well, when I was growing up, you know, I thought I wanted to be a boy too, or you know, I I thought I wanted to be a girl. But this is more than that. This is not wanting to be. This is identifying as. So this is an individual who, while they may have certain genitals or their biology says one thing, that is not how they identify and that is not who they believe they are or who they they are or how they identify. And so, um, you know, it's a really difficult thing for most people to grasp because you know, if you don't have those feelings, you can't possibly wrap your head around it. But for people who are transgender, this is very real. And, you know, uh, people, you know, will talk about um, they knew someone that was, you know, 10 years old or 15 years old, and how can they possibly know they're transgender at that age? Well, our gender identity is something that is formed and, and something that we really know at an age as early as three and four years old. And the reality is, is that doesn't change. It doesn't change any more for a transgender person than it does for a cisgender person or a person who is not transgender. You know, um, I don't question my gender identity, um, nor does a transgender person question theirs. What are some of the challenges that transgender people are facing today in society? Well, a, a big thing is what you what you just said that people don't believe there is such a thing as transgender, and 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 people see um, 
somebody who whose biology is one thing, who are who may be expressing their gender through their clothing or their name or the way they act, um, and identifying as the opposite uh, of the, the gender they were given at birth, they may see that as you know somebody who has a mental illness or that it's like you said it's a hoax or or whatever. And so just being believed and and validated is something that is is a, a struggle an ongoing struggle for individuals who are transgender you know we uh we have in the last few weeks uh seen the election of a, a new president who'll be taking office in a few weeks we've also seen though the confirmation of a new supreme court justice so what is the outlook in, in the short and long-term future for transgender individuals and their rights in society well, that's a difficult question. I mean, a lot of these, uh, uh, the rights given to the LGBT community, um, you know, we, we've gained a lot of ground over the last few years. And I know there's been some talk of, you know, um, overturning the, the rights for gay marriage and that sort of thing. But I think a lot of that will fall back to the states. And we live, fortunately, we live in a state that is very supportive um, of the LGBT community. Um the downside is that there are so many individuals that, you know, from just Joe Citizen to uh, medical providers and educators and various people that, you know, still um, show blatantly some pretty significant bias against um, transgender individuals specifically. And so it's going to it's going to take, you know, a lot of education and and um, and just getting information out to people. Hopefully, you know, people will have an opportunity to meet someone that's transgender and, and learn from them. But, um, you know, the last thing we need is, um, you know, a conservative uh, Supreme Court. You know, it's almost like going back to the to the 50s to think that we're going to backslide like that. It's, it's very, con- very concerning. We're talking with John Acooley of the Phoenix Center. Uh, tomorrow, there will be the Transgender Day of Remembrance. Uh, what what does this event represent, and, and why is it happening? Well, this event um, started some years back. Um, the idea um, was that we need to acknowledge that there are a lot of individuals each year that die because of transgender violence, because of hatred um, and um, and it's important that people recognize and see this and that we, you know, do more to educate people and to create change so that this doesn't happen. And this is something that is is an event that, that is um, celebrated um, worldwide. It's not just, you know, in, in our country. And so what uh, happens is every year the Transgender Day of Remembrance um, organization, as well as Human Rights Campaign, they put out numbers for the various um, countries throughout the world as far as the numbers of transgender individuals that have died at the hands of violence. And so the idea is to recognize those numbers, um, to to look at the fact that this is still occurring and what can we do, you know, as a, as a society, as a community to reduce these numbers um, and to bring more acceptance to, uh, to transgender community in, in general. Obviously, it's going to look a little bit different this year because of the pandemic. This is going to take place tomorrow in a virtual format. Tell me how that all plays out. Right. So we have a, a Zoom uh, link that we have put up on our website and on our Facebook pages and that various people have shared. Um, and so basically it will be just a um, – it's, it's sort of like a memorial 
uh, service or event. And so there'll be some readings and then uh, various community members have been selected and we actually read the names of the individuals um, who have died in the last year in the United States. And and this year, I I believe the number is 35. Um, And uh, we read those names and and have a moment of silence and um, just recognize that this loss is still happening and um, probably do a little bit at the end of the event talking about what you can do to make a difference and to, you know, to, you know, create a more open and welcoming uh, community. So we certainly encourage people to uh, to watch the Zoom event tomorrow at noon, Friday, November 20th uh, at noon. And again, you'll find the link at the Phoenix Center's uh, Facebook page. Uh, and, John, not to give away too much from the event tomorrow, but what would you say is the, the most important thing that people can do to support transgender individuals in their life or just in the community at large? Well, I think that... Um, you know, whether it's in your in your workplace or your neighborhood or whatever, if you have a family member, I think just being open to the point that people feel comfortable talking to you um, so that people aren't so isolated and then acknowledging that being transgender is real and using the person's, you know, their, their pronouns and using their, the name that they're, you know, that they have chosen um, and acknowledge, acknowledging them as, you know, as, as peers and, and uh, family members and friends, just as you always have and always will. Um, you know, I, I just feel like we really have to recognize that we can't treat people different just because we find out something about them. I mean, they're still the same person. Um, so you just be open to that and be aware of, you know, your pronouns and, and um, you know, keeping, keeping in mind that we just need to offer, you know, um, ongoing support. I'm glad you brought up the pronouns because I meant to ask uh, about that and forgot. And, you know, and a lot of times people will maybe on their social media, they'll have uh, something in their profile that will talk about their preferred pronouns, how they prefer to be addressed. This is still, I think, a, a point of, of confusion and maybe awkwardness for people when they're not really sure how how to address this or what's appropriate. How do you suggest people try to navigate that? Yeah, um, I just um, was talking to a uh, uh, Gallup Memorial Medical Center today, we just had this conversation. And um, I think that the, the most important thing or the easiest way I think to do it is in, in work when I meet someone, you know, and I introduce myself and they introduce themselves back to me, you know, I say I, my, my pronouns are she and her, you know, what pronouns do you use? And let them tell me. And then we've already opened that door, which is very validating for a transgender person if you do that. And if a person's not transgender, they may look at you like, you know, why are you asking me this? And I would just simply say I ask everyone that because, um, you know, in it's, it's not, you know, it's not for me to assume what someone's uh, pronouns are. And so I prefer asking, you know, what what name a person uses and what their pronouns are. Uh, and it just kind of, you know, opens that, that conversation to, you know, um, I think be a little bit more positive and, again, make everyone feel supported. Now, by the way, the Phoenix Center is a great resource for the cisgender community uh, to help figure out some of these things because, yeah, you know, it has uh, been a time of change over the last few years in societies. We've become more open and understanding of some of these issues, and and it's still a period of adjustment for some people, but it's uh, never too late to make that adjustment and to uh, to figure out ways to be uh, mindful and uh, considerate of other people's uh, feelings and views in a situation like this. And, of course, again, the transgender 
Transgender Day of Remembrance tomorrow via Zoom. And uh, John of the Link, uh, available where again? Uh, you can look at it, or uh, you can get that on our website, which is uh, phoenixcenterspringfield.org, uh, or any of our Facebook pages, Phoenix Center page, Springfield Pride Fest page. It's on It's on all of those. John Cooley with the Phoenix Center. Thanks so much for your time. Always great to talk to you. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Jim.